1: Welcome to Fueling Your Legacy, hosted by Samuel Knickerbocker. Each week, we expose the faulty foundational mindsets of the past and rebuild a new, stronger foundation essential in creating your legacy. We've got a lot of work to do, so let's get started. Welcome back to Fueling Your Legacy. We're pumped to be here tonight. We have Steph Iliff on, Stephanie Iliff. uh, I think she goes by Steph, though. Um, She is the mother of two beautiful, beautiful daughters. One is four years old and the other is 22 months old, so almost two, really. Uh, But she is currently the CEO of Powerhouse and Women Empowerment Coach, and she is awesome. We connected over Instagram and Just been following each other for the last uh, about a month or so, and it's just been incredible. I'm super excited to bring her to you guys because she has an important message to share about radical self-acceptance and how we can all learn to accept ourselves a little bit more for who we are who we aren't, and how it's changed her life and what that means for her moving forward uh, and how she's able to help and bless others. So um, with that introduction, Steph, I just want to let you now have the floor and Just really introduce yourself, um, maybe your history, and what's brought you up to to today.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for the introduction. Um, So, yeah, my name is Stephanie Eilith and I'm 31 years old. I have two little girls. Um, My oldest is Ella, and my youngest is Harper, and they're, like, my whole freaking world. They're just amazing, and they're super crazy and sassy and full of energy and life, and they teach me more about life than anything, really. Um, I got divorced a year ago, and that kind of just really changed my life, and in the most amazing ways, though, too. So I think it kind of woke me up to the person that I wanted to be and the person that I want to make sure that my kids and like the legacy that I'm kind of leaving behind for them. Um, through my divorce, I had to really learn how to find me again and find self acceptance and like find love. Um, from my divorce, I dealt with like a lot of shame and a lot of guilt from getting divorced, and so that led me down my own journey of self-love to find out like who I am, what I'm about, and like how I can kinda of heal those wounds. And those wounds weren't specific just from getting divorced or from my ex-husband. They were from throughout life, from childhood, from growing up, from just different things that I never really wanted to dive in and deal with. And I had to really learn how to deal with that and like heal them all so I could radically love myself for exactly who I am and be my best me and like be authentic to me in every way possible. And it's just been awesome.
1: That is awesome. No, yeah. I mean, it's it's incredible to me that the things that we learn over time, the necessity to not just deal with the current things. I think often in life we are going through something and we think, oh, if I can just make it past this trial or yeah. this this thing that's happened in my life. And when really a lot of the, the cause or the, the reason that that thing is so hard is because of stuff that's happened previous. Right. And looking back and saying, okay, this thing may be going on right now, i.e. you're divorced, but how much of that, that relationship was impacted by things that happened way before you ever totally. met that guy? And so yeah, that's sure. important. Uh, now, you're, you say your goal is to uh, empower, help women all over, see their potential. What does that mean to you specifically?
0: Yeah. Um, so I think everybody wants to be their best self, but maybe they just don't know how to do that or they don't really see the best self in them. I'm really lucky that I've had a lot of mentors in my life who have pushed me and who have showed me potential in myself that I didn't see in myself yet from different mentors from growing up in, um, like, church and just through different activities and stuff like that. They really shed light on me, like, okay, like, you're really good at talking to people or you have this great way to connect with people. They gave me – like, uh, they added tools to my tool belt, and I showed me, like, potential of what I can do and how I can build myself up, and I don't feel like everybody has that support system to show them that. they like, hey, like, I 1,000% believe in you. You were created for a purpose, and you are here to, like, make money moves and, like, just, like, make the world the best place possible, and I want women to find that potential for themselves rather than seeking it out from someone else, but being, like okay, what am I really good at at the core and how can I make sure I'm living that best life every single day? So these are my top five strengths. How can I use that every single day? And if I can help them see that potential in themselves and see a better future for for themselves and what they see today, I think a lot of people don't really dream anymore. They don't like paint a vision for themselves in the best life possible. So they don't believe that they're worth it. So helping them realize the potential they truly do have and how amazing they can really be, that's what I want to do for every woman possible.
1: That's awesome. And you don't want to help men, I'm assuming.
0: I want to help men too. I, I, just, like I, I, just, I just have a bigger passion for women. But I, I will yeah. help all the men who help <laughs> too. I, I totally get it.
1: Uh, what, I mean, do you feel like in your life there was a period where you didn't dream? Or do you feel like you were born and you never stopped dreaming?
0: I definitely feel like I was born a dreamer, and then there was times where, I mean, like, everybody's like, oh, like, when's the time someone's put you down, or so, like, you weren't worth it, or you couldn't do it, and I honestly haven't had, like, a ton of those experiences, I've had definitely had people, like, make fun of me, or be like, oh, you can't do that, like, for example, just, like, with, like, running, or, like, uh, being athletic, so my whole family grew up, like, super athletic, I'm so not athletic, and I'm really short, And just, I I don't have hand-eye coordination, so people would always tell me, like, oh, like, that's just, like, not your thing, you're just not an athletic person. And that really became, like, my identity, and this is, like, a small example, but I was like, oh, okay, I'm just, like, I can't be athletic, I'm not an athletic person, nobody's ever told me I can be good, that kind of stuff, and so my whole life I believed that. And then the last two years, I really broke them down that cycle and said, no, I'm athletic and I can be athletic in different ways. Athletic doesn't mean I have to go, like, be a rugby player or, like, go get drafted by the NFL or something, but, like, I can run, I can lift weights, I can mountain climb, I can rock climb, I can do all these different things, and that's being athletic in itself. And so I feel like I've just always learned how to – to answer your question, I guess, is, like, I've learned how to dream and how to put aside anybody else's belief against me and be like, well, it's up to me. Like, whatever I believe for myself is what I can make happen. And my mom's like a big dreamer. She definitely taught me to dream. And then my dad taught me to work hard for it. My dad's not like a dreamer. He's a doer. Like he's just like going to go sit, grind it out. My mom's like, like let's, let's make the magic happen. Let's do it. And so like with their combination of what they taught me, I feel like that taught me to dream and like work hard. Yeah.
1: That's that's awesome. Yeah. I would say that for myself, I was not a dreamer. Okay. Like, I, Yeah eleven kids I was the seventh yeah. dreams were not necessarily in my repertoire because it's Christmas, I almost wore my Christmas sweater today, but I didn't oh, okay. um, but I will share uh, an experience that made me like always think what if yeah and when we when I was a little kid, I don't know how old I was, probably four or five legit Santa Claus came with a bag and he brought his presents. but more important were the pre- than the presents were somehow. Santa Claus and whoever his helpers were, yeah. they got a 12-passenger van with a giant bow and enough car seats in it for just my family. They uh, got it on our front yard without anybody knowing. And there's a lot of kids, and we all were homeschooled, so like we knew when somebody was out of the house yeah, like on the property, you know, yeah. squirrel, bat, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but somehow they did it, and then when we all looked out the window, he legit drove away on a sleigh.
0: That's awesome. like
1: I, I don't know who he is I never looked, have that. but uh, that is a true experience that that did happen to me and uh, but that that always left the door open but I never really felt like I could dream because I think I was so stressed about other things in life and identity was a huge thing um who we received these identities from and it sounds like you never really adopted any negative identities from anybody you always just let those roll off of you if they ever were there. Um, for me, I wasn't as successful. I had one person that I remember believing in me. That was my grandpa. I was like five or six. But other than that, I don't really remember a lot of, uh, positive belief being poured into me until later in life, until I started reading and associating with people who poured that belief into you. But I think that, um, there's a lot of people who are, there's a lot of people who just like don't have that belief or, or do have the belief, but it's important to at least go back. And I think what we're going to talk about today is How do we accept whatever we are on the most basic level and then choose what we want after that? And we may not be able to choose what happened in the past, but now that we are becoming aware of these identities and our choices, now we can actually choose which ones do we want to stick around with. Just like yourself, you had adopted this lack of athleticism identity, but then once you became aware, you said, oh, maybe I am athletic. Maybe that's not true, you know? Maybe just athletes. There's a lot of different athletes and a lot of different athletics and sports. Yeah. So maybe I just need to do a different sport than what the typical sports were. So right, no, that's right. awesome. So um, how would you say that played into you learning to radically love yourself?
0: Sure. Um, so I think learning how to break that identity and helping learn how to break different identities that or like roles that I kind of felt for myself. So not necessarily that anybody gave me. A negative identity, but I guess definitely gave me an identity of like what a woman should be, what a mom should be, like um, how a wife should be. All these different kind of specific like blueprints, almost you know. Mm-hmm. And if you've built a house or been with a girl on any householder, they have several different blueprints you can choose from. Right, there's not just one specific blueprint for oh, any God. one person. Yeah, it's like crazy, right? <laughs> but think of that. It's like there's thousands of different blueprints build a the house, there's a thousand different blueprints of how to live your life, and just because you grew up in one certain house with one blueprint does not mean that's the only way that you have to live. You can choose whatever house you want to live in, whatever blueprint you want to live by. Um, and my parents, I grew up with uh, a mother who was super religious and a father who was atheist, and I grew up with them, they never really battled that out, but there was definitely like tension between that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, so there was different roles kind of given with that. My mom was a stay at home mom. My dad worked. My dad never really wanted my mom to have to work. She provided for us. Um, we were homeschooled for a short period of time throughout my life. And she's like, just like the best homemaker of all time. Like she absolutely loved her job, like being a home of it, like maker. And like, she was the best at it. She had us in all it, like different sports and piano lessons, violin lessons, all these different activities. and. Um, so that kind of, I adopted that role that that's the kind of mother I would have to be is, like, I have to be doing all the same stuff she did, stay super busy, like, be really involved in different activities, and, like, I should just want to be a mom, and that's not what I wanted to do. I was like, no, like, I want to be, like, a career woman. Like, I want to own a company. I want to be CEO. Like, I want to run the world. Like, I want to be president, you know? And um, although my mom supported that dream, I still felt like there was definitely maybe some tension with that because you want your kids to fall like in your footsteps right like you want them to like Mm -hmm. follow everything that you do so I kind of had to break that identity and um the other thing everybody in my family up until me all um got pregnant their senior year in high school and so that was like an identity that everybody had like it was kind of like what happened it was what it was everybody kind of you did drugs in high school you got pregnant in high school and then you figured it out after that and I was like that's not the life that I want to have. I'm not gonna have kids right out of high school. Like I'm gonna go make something of myself, and I was the first person ever in our family to do that. Like to not get pregnant in high school, and so I had to like break that identity. And um, I don't know that kind of. So that pushed me to realize just because everything is a certain way doesn't mean that's the way it has to be for me. So I can choose the way that I want. And so like getting those different little wins and like realizing that's truly up like, to me is what helped me be able to kind of succeed in life and. Um, yeah. So. No,
1: that that's so crazy. That's a lot more than I knew about you before. Yeah. So this is <laughs> this is awesome. To learn. But I think it's interesting um, being fueling your legacy. That's the name of the podcast. Um, how, like, what? And, and I guess to explain the name of the podcast just a little. Yeah. Yeah. The idea of fueling your legacy is what's the fuel behind building a good legacy? What what actually is? Does it take um, behaviors, mindsets, um, habits, characteristics, things like that? What what does somebody need to develop inside themselves to create a meaningful legacy? Now, I'm curious with this, because your mom uh, probably wanted you to follow in your foot in her footsteps, as you said, um, do you feel like you found uh, maybe higher things that you still maintained of your mom's legacy but then just chose to express those characteristics or those behaviors in, in a different role? Moving forward from you.
0: Yeah. Um, I think I definitely adopted a lot of my mom's behaviors. Cause my mom is like a super active mother. She like is always planning all these like crafts and like, we're going to do all these different things for the holidays. And we have like a month full of funness and like glitter and sparkles and like all this jazz. And she's like the most like loving, upbeat, like generous person of all time. And like, I value those traits in her so much. And like, I can be happy when she is that way. Like, that's amazing to me. Um, and like I told you, my dad's like a workaholic, right? So like, I, to go back to kind of like the identity is I was torn between what identity I kind of wanted to be as a person. Like, do I want to follow my dad's footsteps and like be this crazy, awesome workhorse? Like my dad's super successful with that or like be a mom and like that she's successful that way. And so I seek their approval in different ways. So I seek their approval in like being a mom and then like working super hard to try to like get acceptance. But through that, what I found over the last two years of my own journey is, like, I just have to accept myself. I'm not working towards their self-acceptance or towards anybody else's acceptance. I just have to, like, love who I am exactly for who I am at the root of me and, like, choose to live my own blueprint, my own life, like, have my own identity and, like, be 1,000% authentic to me. And the second that I chose that and I let go of fear, I let go of, like, any sort of approval and, like, I changed my mindset to be, like, this is the life I was meant to live. Here's Here's what I'm good at. And I need to go just make it happen. And I did not care what anybody else thinks. It was like a total different shift. And I, when I say shift, I mean, because literally, like, I shifted in my core. Like, my body, like, changed. I was like, I'm free. Like, I'm awake. Like, freaking roar. Like, let's make it happen, you know? And that's, like, how I started just to learn how to, like, really love myself for everything that I was. And that's awesome. That so, so,
1: yeah, no, perfect. I, I want to get into this right now. Yeah. Uh, but what, obviously the catalyst, it sounds like, was your husband divorced you. Yeah. Um, most of the people listening to this, I don't think they want to go through that type of catalyst.
0: Okay. Uh, okay.
1: I, I don't want you to go through that type <laughs> yeah, of catalyst. Yeah. I don't like, want you can, to have to either. If you can okay. keep your loving relationships, that's what's Do it. In, yes. in my best, like that's what I want for you. Um, just cause I've seen family members get divorced, I've totally. seen other friends get divorced and it's not a happy thing. I'm
0: yeah. I'm not pushing about. like to get divorced to no, 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 so, like, no, no. find yourself. <laughs> no, 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 I, I
1: wouldn't, I wouldn't assume that you are, but I'm curious, what are some things that you did, um. After you got divorced, I was a catalyst. But what were some of the things that you did to really find yourself and get to a point uh, where you could radically accept yourself? Were you yeah. aware that you even needed to before you got divorced?
0: Um, I would say kind of like so as a mom, after you become a mom, you kind of like lose yourself a little bit, like you, um, you give everything to you, you have to your kids, right? Like mm-hmm. from the second you find out you're pregnant, you're like, I'm a mom, like, all I want to do is think about this baby, I want to make sure. Like I'm good for this baby, I need to sleep, I need to eat good, I need to like take care of this baby. And then after you have your baby, like that's all you you don't even know what love is until you have a kid. Like you're like, How have I never loved something so much, right? And so you want to give everything you have as a mom to your kid. And I really had to like I had to figure out who I was as a mom and I like, figure this out and, like um, before I had just been like a wife and so I'm like, Okay, where what's my role with all this? And so I tried to kind of figure me out when I had another kid and I was still just trying to grow up, I guess almost, and like figure who I was, but I wasn't, I was happy being a mother. I was happy who I was, but I wasn't actually like fully happy with like just me. I didn't really love me. And so because of that, like I wasn't filling my cup every day and I'll get into that in a minute, but like I wasn't being the best mom I could be. I wasn't being the best wife I could be. And I wasn't being the best person I could be because I didn't really love me and I wasn't taking the time to like build me up. And so that's when I started to realize, like, you know what, I need a different, I, I want a life where I'm constantly pushing myself to be better, where I'm constantly being my best self. I'm in an environment constantly where that's all that's happening. And then,
1: so I'm, go ahead, I'm curious, what, no, it's, I don't mean to cut you off, but I want you to get into what was that thing that helped you recognize that you weren't filling your cup up?
0: Yeah. So I turned 30 and I was like, <laughs> okay. holy crap, I'm having a midlife crisis, I think, honestly. And uh, I realized I wasn't happy. Like I didn't, I, I, uh, through everything I should be successful, right? Like I have, had an awesome job. Um, I had a house, I had two kids, I'm healthy, like all these things, but I wasn't really fully happy. I wasn't like, I did not really love myself at all. Like I didn't, I would talk super negative to myself. I wasn't good to myself in my head. And that's where I think your mindset is like your best skill set. And so if you can have a strong mindset, you can have the best life you want. And on the outside looking in, I had the best life. But what was going on internally was not the best life. And when I turned thirty, I was like, "Every this is what I have control over. I can one thousand percent change today how I feel about myself, what I, how the life I want to live. But it's up to me. Do I want to go another thirty years living the life I'm living today, or do I want to like wake up and let's like boom, let's make it happen?" And so that was where it started. Was I'm not happy. I need to change it, and it's up to me to change it.
1: And so do you feel like some people probably settle with? I have an okay outer life. In fact, I have a fantastic outer life. yeah So it's okay that I don't love myself.
0: Yeah, 1000%. Because I'm outside looking in, everybody's approving of you in a good way, right? Like, oh, well, they have this awesome house. They get to go on vacations. They have these kids. They seem super happy. Anybody can post for an Instagram picture. I'm like, super happy. That's why I say do it for the gram. Like, are you doing it for the gram? Or are you doing it for you? It's super easy to fake happiness. Um, But what you can't fake is like the energy behind that. Like you can feel people's energy. You can feel someone's genuinely happy and authentically like being themselves. And that's why people love when people are raw and vulnerable. You're like, holy crap, thank you for being real for once and being you. And I wasn't. I was surface with everything. I was surface in my relationship with my husband. I was surface with my friendship relationships because I didn't want to have to dig into me and deal with the problems that I need to deal with to love myself. So I was going to be surface surface with everybody else. So on the outside, I feel like people can settle for that. like, well, this is easy it's content. Like it looks good. Right. But when you're easy and it's content, you're super comfortable. And when you're comfortable, you're basically just dying. So when like, you're not growing, right. I wanted to be like, no, I'm going to freaking grow. I'm going to change. And I just want to be in my best. So I'm going to have real conversations with everybody. And now I hate like having surface conversations. Like, Hey, how, like, do you like this coffee? I'm like, yeah, let's talk about something real. Like, what do you want to talk about? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, so.
1: Yeah, no, I completely uh, agree with that. I'm, I don't know when that started for me that I just prefer real conversations, but I'm definitely one as well. Uh, it, w- it was actually really difficult when I was dating. Yeah. With, to get married. I did, didn't know how to do small talk things. I, I still am not great at small talk. Yeah. I'm getting better because I talk to more people now. Yeah. But yeah, I'm definitely somebody who's just like, I like to talk about content. I like to talk about like, what, what's in your head what's in my head yeah and do they jive or do they not jive you know right. like i just need to know what's going on in there and i'll share everything that's going on in my head and that's ultimately why my wife ended up deciding she liked me is because she did we'll
0: call her and confirm just kidding. we can my, my <laughs> wife I, she's like sam,
1: when are you gonna have me on the podcast yeah for real but uh no really she she said man i just never had to think or wonder about what sam was thinking uh, and a lot of that, I contributed that for me, myself at least, because I already had discovered myself. I had already went through this period of, okay, who am I? Sure. Who do I want to be? What part of my past do I want to keep? What part do I want to get rid of uh, from my parents? Uh, there was good parenting. There was bad parenting. There was good things about church. There was bad yeah. things about church. Mm-hmm. Was, I had already sorted through all of that with a therapist and with a coach and through a lot of personal development and reading yeah. things. Mm-hmm. So that by the time I was out dating, I knew what that was supposed to happen. And a lot of people, they, they skip that step because you're right. There's a narrative, especially in Utah, there's a narrative of, the, like, go to high school, maybe yes. get out of high school. You're in high, college for two to three years, and you better be married and probably pregnant by then.
0: By 19 and have a house. Or what are you do? And to have, have a like house. To?
1: Or, or like, you're an old maid. And it's just not true. I mean, it's so and angry. it's such an unreal expectation for so many people, but people will jump into it um, and then... Do you feel
0: like they do that because they're, that's what everyone else is doing? That's, like, that's acceptance, right? I, oh, absolutely. Like, you want this approval. You want to, like, this, everybody else is doing it so I'm going to look good. And I personally did that. Like, I... Out of high school, me and my ex-husband started dating. We were married a year and a half later. We got married when we were 20. I couldn't even legally drink, but I could make a decision to go ahead and get married. And <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what it was, who I was exactly or what I wanted out of life at 20 years old. And we just grew and changed so much throughout our marriage, you know? Yeah.
1: As you begin to identify... Or really let the, the inner voice inside of you speak, sure. And, and especially if that inner voice is speaking, and you're you're covering that inner voice up because you're scared of what that other person might think, right? And, and so you're creating this facade about what you think somebody else is willing to accept, which may or may not even be true. But definitely, years down the road, by the time both of you guys are able to share your feelings, they, they may be way off at that point. Yeah. Um, and I, I have no idea. I try and be as vulnerable with my wife as possible so that that doesn't happen, but, I, but I'm also very aware that, and she's very aware, that I like to change. And so I'm changing every day and I'm striving to change. Yeah. And I was a discussion we had on our first or second date that like, that's me. And if you marry me, I'm not gonna be the same me in 10 years, or in 30 years, or in 40 years. I'm gonna be entirely different hopefully, like yeah. way different because yeah. I like to change. And she was okay with that. So that's why I married her instead of all the other girls. I like it. <laughs> yeah (laughs) Yeah. no for sure what would you say your greatest success is then as you've shifted your mindset um and maybe you can look back what would you say your greatest success is
0: um i would say just learning to really love myself i've always been like a really confident person i think that's because my family always just kind of believed in me and then the fact that, like, I didn't get pregnant right out of high school, like, oh, yeah, she's going to do it, like, she's rooting re- for you, like, so I kind of, like, I had to make something of myself, too, so like, I'm like, i the first one, like, okay, this pressure's on, like, what am I going to do, like, I better do it, you know, and so people have always kind of believed in me, but, um, I don't know that I always 1,000% believe in myself, you know, um, people would push me forward, they'd, they'd propel me, and I'd, I'd buy into it, but deep down, I, um, was my worst critic, I didn't, like, fully believe in myself. And so then throughout reading a ton of books and like just learning exactly what is, what's the best absolute picture of life, what's the best picture of myself that I can even imagine and why am I not living that life? Why am I not living up to this this perfection of who I think I want to be, the person that I want, um, what's holding me back? And it was, it was, it broke down to fear of approval. Like I wanted to be approved. I want to be liked. I can be a big people pleaser. Like I want people to accept me. I want my friends to like me. I want to get invited to things, you know? And I want my family to be proud of me. But if I am not proud of myself, I'm going to bed every night, like wishing I was better, wishing I could have done more, wishing I would have been true to myself and like actually said what I wanted to say, been real with my ex-husband. And we could have been a totally different relationship if I just would have been, like you said, like people are afraid to say what they want to say because we're so afraid we're going to hurt their feelings. But really you're hurting their feelings more by like living this life and you're hurting you because you're not being authentic to you. And like the second that I broke that chain and was like, I need to be real. I need to be 1000% raw with who I am as a person because if I can't even be real and raw with me and absolutely love me and be proud of me and like go to bed every night. Like you did it. You freaking killed it today. Like let's do it again tomorrow. Or Hey, like today wasn't the best day, Steph. Like let's self reflect. Let's focus on why, like why didn't you speak your truth today? Why were you not willing to be authentic to you today? Like what obstacle was that? Like, why are you, what, why did you, why are you afraid of me? What was that? Let's talk about it. Like and break that down until I could do that and like really shift my mindset to be like, Screw it! Like you gotta be you every day, girl. Like make it happen and realize that I want to leave that legacy for my girls. Like I want them to be like my mom's a freaking legend. My mom taught me to be me, no matter what. No matter if people laugh in my face, if people tell me I'm stupid, people tell me I'm dumb, people don't want to follow me, people don't want to hang out with me. Like I'm I've, I'm gonna have to stand alone from time to time. I have had to do that, but y'all you know what it feels good as I stood alone, being me, like being authentic to me, rather than falling around like a group of sheep. Like I was the lion. I was like I'm cool. Like I'll be here, and that was, like, my big, biggest success, besides having my kids, obviously, is, um, like, I could cry talking about that, because it makes me, I finally figured out who I am, and, like, just to love me for who I am, and that's, like, what I want to pass on to every other woman, is, like, you can be exactly who you're meant to be, you have the potential, you have everything that you absolutely want, like, just break the chains of, like, wanting to be approved, and, like, approve of yourself, and, like, love yourself, and, like, be real and raw, and it'll be a totally different life that you, live
1: totally totally and uh, just for you guys who are listening these questions that we're asking uh, are, are maybe rhetorical for us but they're for you to reflect and, and for you to answer so what is your greatest success right that's a that's a huge thing for you to be able to answer for yourself and sometimes you have to think well is it my kids is it whatever it is and if you can't pinpoint on that what your greatest success is then I invite you to really ponder that and think, what is my great success? And I loved what she said, what Steph said. What was I scared of today? What held me back from speaking my truth? And as you ponder that same question, what's holding you back from speaking your truth today, or tomorrow, or the next day? Um, make that a daily habit as you're laying down at night. Because and not, this is this gets really dicey when we have people think about these things but maybe think about when did when did you speak your truth that day and how'd you feel? Rather than thinking of when you didn't, mm-hmm. think about when when you did that day. What At what point in that day did you were you able to really explain and express who you were fully and you felt like you did a good job? That way we have you po- focusing on the positive things and you can begin to get comfortable with that feeling and duplicate that feeling. And soon your whole life, as, yeah. as Stephanie is, as she did. She got emotional here, but you, it becomes you and it becomes the coolest part of you. I, I've done quite a few of these interviews and – the thing that I've noticed the most is when somebody gets to that moment of, of change in their life, when, and it is a moment, like people think that you have to work up to it or something. There's a lot of working up to it, I guess, but it's really just constant exposure until the penny drops, until it clicks. And as yeah. soon as it clicks, that's the moment you're going to remember for the rest of your life forever. I mean, there's, there's never a moment. I don't think that you're ever going to forget that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so you are, you are forced to find you through a lot of trauma what what things from your childhood do you feel like you had to go back and revisit that had nothing to do with your relationship that ultimately ended but what things from your childhood contributed to that
0: yeah I think it was um I just had to learn how to really accept everything about who I was like I grew up like I said, very in a really religious household. And then also, my dad was like atheist. My dad supported my mom, taking us to church all the time. And he would come for like holiday stuff and like just be there as a family to be there. Um, but I felt like there was so because we grew up like really religious, there was like a lot of specific rules and like very specific guides. And like it was um, like, if you don't do this, like God's not going to be happy and this kind of thing. And so I was like, I was like needing this approval. Like, I had to be like really good or else I wasn't going to be good enough in a sense. And so I had to go back and kind of break that down and realize like whose approval who was I really trying to get through all that time and kind of go back in, um, who to Tony Robbins does a seminar about like, whose love were you trying to seek? And it's like, whose love was I really trying to seek through all those moments. And, um, honestly, it kind of came down to like, I just wanted, I wanted my parents to be so proud of me, but really it was like, I need to be proud of myself. They were already proud of me. My parents told me I time I'm so proud of you. You can do this, like all these things, but I never felt it for me. So I had to go back to that. And then um I don't know if I can talk about this on here, yeah. but when I was 16 I got raped and that's how I lost my virginity. Um and that uh took a lot from me. And so um I became a victim from that and I used that as a crutch throughout part of my life and through high school and I actually did go into doing drugs and stuff because that was how I dealt with it is I needed to, I didn't know how to deal with it. Someone took something that was precious to me that meant a lot that I wanted to save for someone. Um, and it, um, it, like, it, so I really had to go back and like deal with that. And I had to learn how to forgive and how to let that go and how to remove a victim mindset of saying, oh, this happened. So that's why I decided to do drugs. That's why I decided to kind of burst out and like create, be this different person that I wanted to be. Um, and I'm so thankful that my parents, my parents didn't know how to deal with me during that time. And so they actually sent me to live with my godparents in Washington. And uh, it was the best thing they could have ever done for me because my godparents kind of slapped me around, woke me up and was like, do you want to be the victim or do you want to run life? Like you can, you can decide that this affects you. And this is, this is who you are. This is who you became. Or you can say, okay, this was a part of me. This was a step. And this happened to me so I can help someone else through their trauma. And it was incredible I think I had to hear that from someone else besides my parents. And, um, they helped me through that. And my godmother is like a freaking powerhouse, man. Like she runs, uh, this air conditioner company full of men, like, and she is like the queen bee, just like rocks it. I should be with her to work all the time. And she taught me how to like run a business and she taught me how to want more for myself. And she taught me, um, how to like, just kind of be my own person. And so I had to go back and like deal with that trauma and, and I was I did resent my parents and they like shipped me away. But then going back, I was like, thank you. Like you guys were so right. You knew exactly what I needed. You're the best parents of all time. That this is exactly what I needed to have in my life. Um, so I had to learn how to forgive and how to let go and how to remove shame. So I had a lot of shame from getting right. I had a lot of shame from becoming a victim, I had a lot of shame from choosing drugs to deal with my pain. And I hated that about me. I really hated myself for that. And I had to remove that. I had to completely let that go and say that was a season of your life that does not make you who you are there was a reason and a season for that to happen for you and I did I had to go through that trauma and I'm I it sounds weird to say but I'm thankful that that happened because it made me who I am today so they took something from me but they gave me power back because I took the power back and that power can never be given back to anybody I I claim that and um so I learned how to no longer look in life and be powerless, but be powerful. And that was a pivotal moment for me too. That changed me to be like, no, I get to choose how anybody, what someone does to me, I get to choose how I react to that. So they may do something terrible to me, but I get to choose how I react to it. And then I really had to deal with like the shame and like, why did I feel shameful about this? That wasn't me and let that go. And um, I think, I think rape happens more than we want to talk about. And like a lot of women have that through so many different ways or just abuse through sexual, physical, mental all these different things. And we're so afraid to talk about it. So we feel shameful that we let it happen to us or we're afraid that we're not leaving that situation whatever it is. And if anything, like know that that's a normal thing to feel, but don't give that person power. If you give them power, like you're just adding more to it and like deal with the shame and like let it go. And that was hard. Like it took a lot. Like I had to write down and journal a ton and like really dig into like why that hurts so bad. And like, and let it go like legit, let it go. And when I did that, the power was gone. Like it, I don't even feel, I mean, I got emotional there because I was thinking like, like, wow, how much I've been able to overcome that. And, um, how many women I've been able to connect through that unfortunately have had something similar to them happen, but there was a reason for that. Like that happened so I can connect with someone else and help them heal through their pain and be like, I get exactly what you're going through. I know how you feel. And, um, I think that created a lot of problems too, honestly, for me and, husband through our intimate life because I never really dealt with that before until after I got divorced and so there's always this back trauma that I never wanted to deal with until now unfortunately so yeah yeah, that's a long answer no no
1: it's it's so good that I think it's so important to to recognize that we all have different trauma in our life Mm -hmm. and the the mindset shift I this is what I focus on coaching with the most, yeah. is learning gratitude, learning to live in a state of gratitude Yeah. Uh, for everything. I, totally. I, I talked to my mom uh, occasionally, I text her this morning, but it was just really in, in deep meditation this morning about all the things I'm grateful for. And honestly, some of the things I'm most grateful for were some of the worst experiences "Quote unquote" of my life. When other, when I tell other people my life story, I think, "Oh my gosh!" Now I'm so sorry. I can't believe that happened. And for me, I'm I'm telling them as like I have power from this. I have something that happened to me. Not that I want it to ever happen to anybody else. In fact, please, I'll fight against that for forever. Yeah. But that gave me power. That gave me the ability to communicate, the ability to connect, and I'm constantly able to look at the positives out of it. And that's a huge thing to to remove shame is to say, well, what what did I gain out of this experience? What power was I given? What gifts was I given? And it's we, it does seem counterintuitive when you get to the point where you're saying, I'm actually grateful that this happened. You right, know? Yeah. It's weird because you don't hear that from very many people who have been raped. Right. Right? That, wow, I'm really grateful that I have this opportunity to learn and to grow and to let this be part of me. Um, but I, I will say this, I think that you have to let it be part of you. You can't shun it your whole right, life. Yeah. If you shun it, then you end up with the shame. If you shun it with uh, try or hide it or right. keep it a secret or right. keep it hidden, that's where a lot of that shame, that guilt, that out of integrity comes from. Yeah. And when we're able to just accept and say, hey, this is something, this is an event that happened. I just uh, posted, uh, I think it was today on, on Instagram, but events happen to everybody, mm-hmm. but the meaning we choose to take out of those events is totally up to us, it's totally that. Up in our power to choose the meaning out of those events. And that's the goal of life is to, how can we take the most meaning out of every event, no matter what, and take meaning 100% of the time that's giving us power and giving us the ability to go and create and add love and benefit and care to others. And that's what you've done. And it's incredible. Thank you for sharing that and being willing to to go there and share that here. I I am curious, um, what do you feel like your biggest failure has been in life?
0: Mm. Um that's hard. I don't really I don't know. I don't like to use that word because I feel like everything happens really honestly for like a reason and it's all teaching me a lesson. Um I'd say maybe that how long it took me to wake up and be like, dude, like, this is your life. You get to choose that you have the life you want to live and how you can make it happen and like go out and live the best life possible. Um but also at the same time, I wouldn't be able to be where I'm at today if I didn't go through all the things that I went through to get me there. Like, every every piece is a stepping stone to get you towards a different destination and, like, rise above and, like, get where you want to be at, you know? Um, obviously, like, getting divorced isn't, like, a huge win for me, but it also woke me up to something different. And I wish that I would have been better at communicating throughout my marriage and been real and vulnerable throughout my whole marriage because it could have been something totally different um and so i would say that's
1: something a that, okay. yeah so so better communication did you yeah because
0: i wasn't really with myself i could be with someone else you know yeah
1: no i completely agree i think that uh, the only way to truly love someone else is it's to just, love someone else that and to is to love yourself really. i was having this conversation with my wife uh cause she still gets like really annoyed with some some people especially my son just gets super annoyed and i was like well what what for me that's a, that's an indication you're annoyed about something in your own life yeah. so what, what are you annoyed about in your own life let's deal with it let's let's talk about that because I'm able to be calm and, and confident with my son even though he's crying even though he's whining even though we yeah. all want something different uh, it doesn't burn my buttons the same way it burns hers uh, because I, I love I like myself that. I'm Perfect. able and able to extend whole amounts of love for her because I love myself right right? And I'm infatuated with myself. You ask her, like, I don't think there's anybody who loves Sam as much as Sam
0: loves <laughs> Sam. Which it should be that way, though. <laughs> if you don't love yourself, you're not. You are not only care for else, but you can't accept someone else's love. Right. Like, you know. And you can't have compassion
1: for their, right. for them and their and them showing up the way they're not showing up, right. even though you like maybe want them to show up until you understand that you have faults as well and that it's okay. Like, not not that you have faults and you're condemning yourself, uh, but that you have faults and it's okay to have faults. It's not you don't have to be perfect. Yeah, It's okay to have faults and you can still love yourself. Well, you learning that with yourself, that enables you to love someone else completely, even in their misgivings, even in their faults, even in those things, you can still extend perfect love to them in a way that nobody else does. And that's what uh, my, my wife and I, we go back and forth on this uh, as, a, as a learning thing to help me lo- love more and be more uh, willing to, to love her in the way that she needs to feel loved and love, and vice versa, because yeah. it has to be communication. So I'm curious for you what what did you find, or have you found? Do you feel like uh, a good, healthy way to have that communication? Let's say these people are they've been keeping a secret who they are, mm-hmm. right, inside of themselves, and they don't really want to get divorced. Not that you want to get divorced either, yeah, sure. right? But is there a way that they can initiate that conversation in a safe space that's going to uh, produce something positive and, and more unity? rather than just a kind of a, an explosion. Because I know that yeah. a lot of people are are worried about the explosions. Sure. They're worried about what someone might say. And, and if we can remove at least some of that fear, then that might help people well, open that, up and connect. Them.
0: Yeah. I think part of it is you have to be able to be real with yourself and know exactly what your own needs are. Like, how do you really receive love? How do you feel love? Are you still seeking out someone else's acceptance of love? Because if that's the case, that's something else you kind of have to break down before you can even have this relationship or make this relationship really work um and also like know that when I think that you go into this conversation like hey i want to have a very safe space talk like let's make sure we're both like in the right head space let's talk about this and i want us to have the best relationship possible and like paint the picture that you want like bob rossett painting that pretty tree mm-hmm. like what is it that you want to see out of our marriage like and really a marriage is called, like a business like okay paint me a business plan how do you want this to go and i'm your investor i'm investing in you you're investing in me so we're both bringing a million dollars to the table. How are we going to make this million dollars grow, 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 grow every single day, every year, and like just boom and bust, right? So both of us have to know what we want out of our relationship, what our needs are, what our expectations are, and what we need to expect out of one another. And if you never even have that conversation, or you can't have that conversation, how are you going to start pulling each other accountable to that, or even be able to express like, hey, you really let me down in this area. And I think it's saying that if not, start with that. Like, okay, what do we want out of this? Like, what do we, what's the best possible relationship we can have? It's every day we come home, we kiss each other. Every day we kiss each other before we go to bed. We connect. We talk about what our day was, about, you know, something that you learned today, something that you did or something that really impacted your life. Like, not just, how was your day? It was good. Oh, uh, what did the kids have for dinner? Oh, how was sports? Blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not connecting. That's just, you are being robotic and going through the motions to get to the next day. I want you to come home and be like, babe, I am so excited to tell you what happened today. Like, this is, or I just had the best workout of my life and here's why, I listen to the best songs. We gotta jam, it. we gotta listen to it. Like, we should cook together. We should be like, we should be, we should be doing things together all the time. Like, you want to live life together and like paint that picture and then do it. And if they're not, if you guys aren't adding up to that, like, sit down and be like, can we just talk about this safely and don't get offended by anything that I say? And be be careful of words you're gonna use because words hurt people and how you make them feel can do that too. Like, I love the saying that, um, people might always remember exactly what you say, but always gonna remember how you make them feel. So if you're going into it to try to attack them, be like, you're an idiot. You made me feel like crap. And you're going know, to you make me feel loved. That, that is not going to result into what you want. But if you're like, Hey, like I want us to have a best relationship. and I want you to feel un unexceeding un- 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 amounts of love for me. I want to make you feel happy and content and strong and powerful. I want you to know like how amazing you are every single day when you look in my eyes, like you see that I freaking love you and I want the same in return. So can we talk about how we can make that happen? Who's going to go into that space being like, no. I don't want that. Like, they're going to sit and listen to you and talk about it. And if you guys start to get heated, be like, okay, let's time out for a minute. Like, let's remember what's the end goal. uh, What's our vision here? Like, we want to have the best relationship possible. So, these are – it's going to be hard. And, like, be real. Be raw. Like, cry it out. Like, hold each other. And it's okay to be vulnerable. If you guys can't be vulnerable for another, like, learn how to start doing that with little steps, you know?
1: Yeah. And something I've learned uh, over the years that helped me a lot uh, in the dating world and uh, now in my relationship is – Just just a hint to have that conversation. One, you have to identify who you are and who you want to be. But the next step is really accepting or or being okay with that. um, Approaching the conversation with, instead of you made me feel this way, or you, you, you say, hey, this is something I'm struggling with. I really want to feel your love. And I believe that you love me and that you care about me. However, when you do X, Y, and Z, it makes it difficult for me to receive love and feel love because this is what it's connected to in my past, right? This action is connected to this emotion. I'm working through that. uh, But it would be easier if if we could work together on this because this is something I need help. When you're going and asking for support uh, rather than telling somebody to change because you think they should change and you don't want to change,
0: I don't want you to change, but I'm not willing to.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it, that's where the arguments come in. But if you walk in saying, "Hey, I could really use your support," I, I don't know what to do. Um, I'm trying to show up fully for you. I'm trying to show up with everything. But these are some things that have happened to me in the past that I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with, and I could really use your support. I, I, I would be very shocked if your spouse took that offensively and and pulled back and wanted to go go at it. You know, fist for fist. yeah but Most of the time, they're going to be very understanding, and it, in fact, in my experience, having seen this happen in many relationships, the other spouse has no idea that they're hurting you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, they're completely oblivious to the fact that they're causing you pain, and that goes for women causing men pain, and men causing women pain. There's just a lack of communication, and that vulnerability, you have to open up those lines, and if you're curious about how that happens, or how to do that, you need to start following step step isla on instagram yeah. get in contact with her she is a phenomenal woman and she can help coach you through this um i also do similar things but i think you should go talk to her because she's awesome
0: um
1: and no no you are you are awesome um so as part of this like what are some resources what are two maybe one or two books do you think if somebody were just getting started they're just getting introduced to this idea yeah. uh, of radical self-acceptance what are some books that you might direct them to that they can start mulling over thinking about and even before they reach out to you
0: um i would definitely say "Braving the wilderness by bernie brown because that book taught me to be okay with being vulnerable and if you don't know bernie brown like her whole mission is be vulnerable be real be raw um and to and it helps you like really just learn like acceptance of yourself and acceptance can kind of have like a bad term with it like oh you're accepting like failure defeat but it's like I accept who I am Every, everything I've ever done in my entire life that is who I am and I am 1000% okay at that I am okay that I was adored at it that I'm okay that I did that I got raped. Right. I'm okay for how I grew up. I'm okay with all these things because without that, I wouldn't be the person in the woman that I am today. So it's learning to be like, thank you for all this stuff. And like, for all these amazing moments that I got to have, whether it was hard or not. And like your struggles make you stronger. So like, you've got to learn how to be okay with all that and like love on that. And that book just helped change me and she's really raw in that book and talks about different experiences and it helps help me relate to different things and help me wake up to like oh wow i felt that before why why was i still wanting that acceptance by these this group of people or why did i why did i follow the crowds i want to be loved so much by this group of friends you know and you're not being real and authentic to you and speaking your truth um and then the four agreements which i think you read as well but because it talks so much about like understanding like kind of um what how to speak your truth how to be a woman of your word not just a woman but a man like just in general um and like you i mean, to be a woman yes, of my word too you, you do um <laughs> yeah. and like how you've been like domesticated by that I mean like how your parents may have raised you or different things or different opinions of people and how you've made that into your identity of yourself and that doesn't mean I'm not here to like put blame but like oh my parents did this it's my fault no that is so not a thing like you got to own your life and you got to make your life happen and it's 1000% up to you how you get to choose to live which is freaking amazing because it starts up here um but it helps you realize like oh that's why i thought this way or that's why i think this way or that's why this really hurts me so bad or that's why i do this thing to get approval oh, okay now it makes more sense so you kind of start to lay out the blueprint and you're like oh i don't like how that sits right here so you know what i'm gonna erase that i can redo it and i can re-identify that and i can make a new blueprint for myself because, like, we talked about before, there's a thousand different ways to build a house. So you get to choose. You don't have to live it the same way. And um, I think, like, another analogy to that is just, like, your phone gets updates all the time. But how many times do we dismiss it? Like, I dismiss mine all the time because I don't want to shut it down. I'm, like, busy doing mm-hmm. something. But it's, like, every day something's telling you, like, to do an upgrade for yourself. Like, uh, the universe is sending you a sign. Like, hey, you could have a better life. You could think differently. You can think better. You can love yourself more. But how many times do you press that dismiss button because you're not ready to have the upgrade? Like, freaking upgrade yourself. There's, It's only you holding yourself back. Don't press this miss. Freaking boom. Let's do it right now today. And like upgrade it. And don't be afraid of what's going to happen because it's always something bigger, newer, a new emoji. Something exciting is there, but you got to be willing to do it and like wait that five minutes, to like sit back, do it, make it happen. And like spend five minutes on you to grow and see how your life changes every day.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I've never heard that analogy, but that's an probably one of the best analogies ever. Yeah, yeah. I like
0: it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely love
1: that. It's like, it really is. The crazy thing is it really takes five minutes. It's not like you have to overhaul and take a whole day off. You, have, you just have to sit there for five minutes and think about these questions. You know, What has been your greatest success? I yeah. asked one person on this my podcast, Chris Talon, a few episodes back, and she said, look, my greatest success is what I accomplished yesterday or this morning. If I was able to get out of bed, then that's my greatest success today, you know? Yeah. And every day is your new greatest success. So what, hey, what's your greatest success today? What, what have you accomplished today? When yeah. When were you able to show up fully today or yesterday? When was the last time you remember able to fully show up and how'd that feel? What was that like? You know, go through these, these empowering thoughts and mentalities. And as you do that, it really just takes five minutes, but you get this new gift. You get this upgrade and if you don't, this is the crazy thing. We've all had technology right. that when we're not upgrading, apps start stop working. Totally. stuff starts clunking around. Our phones stop shutting off randomly. And believe me, that happens in relationships. It happens Everywhere. in our lives all the time, where we just can't handle things, and so we start blaming it on our kids, or we blame it on our spouse, or we blame it on the car, or we blame it on the store mm-hmm. store uh, cashier attendant, whatever. Totally. Just like things are starting to fail in our lives. Our ability to love, our ability to care, our ability to process information, all that starts stops working because we weren't willing to update upgrade ourselves and
0: put in the time for yourself, like work on you.
1: That's such a good
0: And it's like love on yourself every day. I think to kind of go off what you're saying, I like where you're ahead of that is like I think some people go in and just go purchase a new phone rather than fix the phone they had. Like, it's easy to like oh, I'll just, like, make a new cover, I'll change my my life, I'll, like, leave this life behind. Rather than, like, you're going to get the same things that just happened with your old phone and that new phone because you never worked on you. So you got to take the time to, like, really sit, dive in, work on you, and, like, love you. And, like, for me, that's, like, I I meditate every single day. I do affirmations every single day. I do think, like, gratitude writing every single day because that gets me in the headspace every single day that I want to be in. So every day I'm, like, living the best life I can. And if I didn't do that every day, then I'm, I'm going to get the same result that I got in my last relationship, the same result that I got a year ago. So you, it's a grind. You have to work for it. But if you want it, like, you're going to have, make it happen. You're going to have the absolute best life possible. And, like, it's only you holding yourself back. So you got to sit and think, like, why would challenge our listeners, like, why? Why are you holding yourself back? What, and I, th- I think most of time it comes down to fear. Like, what's the biggest fear? And break that fear down. And is it fear of acceptance? And of who is that acceptance? And what? And, like. Just learn. That's okay. If you can't love yourself, you're not going to love anybody else, anyway. So, yeah. step one, do that.
1: Amen. That's awesome. So, the last final question um, is: Now your your daughters are grandparents, okay? Oh man. And your great great grandchildren are talking about you. Okay. What do you want them to be sharing? What do you want your legacy to be?
0: That I made everybody feel alive. That I helped them realize. The strengths that they had in themselves. I want my grandkids and my great grandkids, everybody to be like, you know what? Grandma taught us to like live the absolute best life ever and don't ever worry about anybody thinks and to know that I'm perfect just the way I am. And I was here, I was created for a reason, and to go make the best out of life and to grow my mind every day. Like I want them to I do that every day, I want them to see that, and I want them to pass that on to our every person, all my kids, all my grandkids, everything. I want them just to realize that. You know, life really is short. I like, think of how quickly this year went by, right? And, like, for your wife, probably, I was like, she's pregnant. She's like, this has not gone by fast, right? But it really essentially does go by fast. And you have to, like, sit and take that and be like, did I waste every single day? Or did I live every day? Did I get to learn? Did I get to grow? Did I get to be my best self? Did I get to teach something else? I think when you learn all that, you got to teach it. you got to pass it on. Like, that's fulfillment is, like, loving on other people and teaching them that. And that that's what like, I want to be, leave behind is that uh, grandma taught us how to, like, live the best life ever. And because she lived it. Like, I was who I am, you know
1: what I mean? No, that's awesome. No, that's going to be a great legacy. I can see you're already well on your way to starting that. You are awesome. I'm so grateful that you're here. I want you to give a quick plug for yourself and what you're able to do and help people with as far as yeah. like coaching and things.
0: Um, yeah, so follow me on Instagram or Facebook under Steph I Live. Um, My whole goal is just to reach out, help you guys learn how to love yourself, radically take a self-movement to really focus on you, build you and find your potential and your inner strengths and learn how to take time to fill your cup. I'm a mom, so I get how hard it is to so, like want to take the time for you and not have that mom guilt, but uh, you'll be a better mom for it. So that's really what I focus on. I do free um, meetups once a month called Powerhouse Meetups. So I want to help women learn how to be the freaking powerhouse that you are. So um, all information on my Instagram, follow me, you guys can come. It'll be the best time of your life.
1: Awesome. Yeah, no, I'm going to the next one.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so def- definitely, this podcast is going to. Be the best podcast, best performing podcast ever. And so, what we're going to do is, for the number one hundredth listener, you have to post on Instagram um, every time, like when you listen. That way, we know you didn't like listen to it three times because <laughs> we don't like cheaters.
0: Don't be a scammer.
1: Yeah, don't be a scammer. But the the first person is going to get a, the I guess the person who listens to the hundredth one hundredth listener, they are going to get a free book and the two. Hundredth listener.
0: Yes, I will give you Brene Brown's Brave in the Wilderness if you are the two hundredth listener. So do it. It'll be the best time of your life, and you get to come to Powerhouse for free. And if you're a guy, I'll let you come hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, my (laughs) my wife will be there.
0: Yes. Yeah. No, it's
1: it's incredible. So please like, comment, and share. Um, Have a discussion, man. If if and if you are willing to uh, share on Instagram or Facebook or social media anywhere, tag me in it ss knickerbocker or sorry no it's sam.knickerbocker now uh, changed it sam.knickerbocker or you can do fueling your leg fueling your legacy and i will be notified and i'll give you a shout out on the next podcast that way uh, you can get some recognition whatever your gig is whatever you're trying to accomplish uh, i appreciate your time and appreciate that you're, you're willing to to better yourself every day by listening to people like Steph Ellis, she's incredible. So thank
0: you so much for this opportunity and for letting me come and talk with you and hang out. You're awesome, talking. I love it.
1: Thanks for joining us today. If what you heard resonated with you, please like, comment, and share on social media. Tag me so I can give you a shout out on the next episode. And thanks to all those who have left a review. It helps spread the message of what it really takes to build a legacy that lasts. Catch you next time on Feeling Your Legacy.